you know what they used to call fasting? No. Hunting. Oh. <laughs> okay. That's my that's my one joke for today. And that's okay. <laughs> Whoever said life is short wasn't trying hard enough. Welcome to Dead Set on Living, a lifestyle podcast that takes you off the beaten path of health and wellness and highlights unique ways to live a longer, stronger, and more fulfilling life. Now, here's your badass host who once biked across an active volcano in search of a national treasure, Lynn Bravo. Welcome to another episode of Dead Set on Living. I'm your host, Lynn Bravo. I have with me in the studio today, Ryan Rinelli, a devoted boxer that spent three years on Canada's national team and is now the founder and owner of No Excuse Fitness and Boxing in Burlington, Ontario. So Ryan, could you please share with us a little bit about your background and the journey that brought you to where you are today as a boxer and a trainer and a, a well, at least my wellness mentor? Yeah, I mean, you made me sound way better. <laughs> so I was so happy with stopping there. But uh, yes, I'm a two-time Canadian boxing champion. I started boxing when I was 12. I've been around it my whole life because my dad and my uncles were boxers. And then, That's actually cool. I did not know that you came from a family of boxers. That's yeah, so awesome. Yeah, all four of my uncles and my dad were all Canadian champions actually in one year. Wow, um, that's amazing. Way back in the day, yeah. I went on to uh, training people, which was another passion of mine. Mm -hmm. um, and then that's where I got into knowing about nutrition and uh, fasting mm -hmm. and uh, I've taken it on myself and I've tried to pass it on to people that I train and uh, I've had a lot of success with it so far. Yeah, cool. Okay. Well, you are my personal trainer. I've been training at your facility for a year now and, and uh, recently have had the uh, honor of having you as my personal trainer and it's been awesome. And you and I have spent a lot of time talking about intermittent fasting and it's something I've been doing for quite a while and, and I now understand from you, you've been doing it for a very long time actually. So could you maybe explain a little bit about what intermittent fasting is and, and a little bit of the history to how you started intermittent fasting and sort of where you are today with that. Yeah, so intermittent fasting is just basically restricting your eating to a certain window in the day. For example, when I started in 2010, uh, I was doing like an eight-hour eating window, mm -hmm. and I was fasting for uh, 16 hours. Mm -hmm. That's a great starting point for most people. And then I've, in recent years, just started dabbling in like uh, extended fasts, prolonged fasts. Mm -hmm. And uh, now I'm pretty fluid with it, pretty flexible with it. I fast you know i do alternate day fasts i do uh intermittent fasting where i'll eat for you know eight hours on a day mm -hmm. like three meals say and then uh you know fast for 16 but as far as how i prescribe it to my clients it's usually starts with uh with a intermittent fasting schedule where they fast for 16 to 18 hours mm -hmm. and uh keep their eating within an eight, six to eight hour window mm-hmm like we are told, I mean, we've been raised really, haven't we told to eat three square meals a day? And, and there was even a time where we were told to graze all day, where you have your three square meals and you have a snack in the morning, a snack in the afternoon. Um, uh, but, but realistically, human beings as a species has been fasting for literally thousands of years, like until we, we've become a modern culture, uh, hunter-gatherer, human beings and so on would have, would have actually been 
eating when they can. So they would have been going longer stretches without food and so on. So did you have a little bit of, I think you were telling me a little bit about the sort of the history of how we ended up with the three square meal concept and uh, and why that isn't necessarily appropriate for human beings. Well, yeah, it's uh, funny you say that. Do you, you know what they used to call fasting? No. Hunting. Oh, <laughs> okay. That's my that's my one joke for today. And that's okay. it. <laughs> it's true though, isn't it? Because I mean, yeah. there, there would never have been the concept of having breakfast, lunch, dinner. I mean, you just food would be hunted and or gathered, and then you would eat eat well when you had something. And there yeah. might be days where you'd go with nothing at all. Yeah, you're right. I mean, I, I imagine people would probably eat until the food was gone and then and then start over, right? And yeah. It's interesting. I don't know exactly where the three three meals per day came from. One of it was you or me that was reading it. It was talking about that when the settlers came to North America, for example, um, a lot of the uh, indigenous culture that lived here were hunter and gatherers still. Yeah. And uh, it was sort of a sign of affluence and, and prosperity that you could afford to have three meals a day, whereas the hunting and gathering societies that were surround them that was considered to be more primitive and how unfortunate that they couldn't have them. It was sort of a, a, a mark of prestige or... Yeah, uh, you're right, you're culture. right. I, yeah. I can't remember where I read that, but I did, yeah, I came across that info too. Nutrition's been all over the place, it seems like, especially yeah. in the last, you know... 30 years, right? Yeah. So getting back to, to the sort of the benefits of intermittent fasting, if you're, if you're fasting, you're, you're giving your body a rest from having to digest and assimilate food. The idea of developing a, a schedule for intermittent fasting is a good thing because your body gets to know or is programmed to have an expectation of when you're going to rest it. So that's why sleep's so important is because your body's sort of healing itself and recovering, you know, restoring itself while you're sleeping. So if you do an intermittent fast that's 16 hours long you're just extending that time where your body can do repair work and then you're only eating for that eight hour period when I go into workout with you it's in the morning so I haven't ha eaten anything yet because I'm doing the 16 hours off eight hours on intermittent fasting my feeling is is that if I've eaten, my body's focused on digesting the food I've just eaten. Yeah. yeah and then I'm going exactly into right. the gym, you know, I eat at eight and then I go into the gym at 10 to mm -hmm. work out with you and you nearly kill me in there sometimes. <laughs> and, and if I'm asking well, if my body, you, I'm making you stronger. So. Oh, yes. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if I'm going in there having just eaten a meal recently, and then I'm also asking my body now to do strength training or interval training or, you know, putting a huge load on the body, asking it to help provide energy, it seems to me that that's a bit sort of counterintuitive. Like if, if your body's asked to do both, it's probably not doing either very well. Would yeah, you agree with that? I would completely agree. Yeah. After you're done eating, typically you just want to lie around and rest. And that's, that's because when you eat, you, uh, you signal your body to release insulin. And when insulin is present, you typically feel a lot a lot more sluggish mm, okay you know, so probably exactly why you're i mean you're you're dead on when when you say you know it's mm -hmm. counterintuitive to to come into the gym when you're already full and yeah lethargic yeah. Because, you know, I, so. I haven't, when I came in this morning to work without with you, uh, I hadn't eaten since about six o'clock last night. Okay. So it was, uh, you know, 12, 13, what's that, 15, 16 hours or so before, I, since I'd eaten. And yet I still felt like super energized. Or was I? Did you think I looked super energized? No, yeah, today? you... <laughs> Yeah, you killed it. You crushed it today, for sure. 
<laughs> and the reason you might have felt that way, like a lot more energized, is because while you're fasting, your body actually increases adrenaline in order to maintain muscle mass and bone density. And it uh, also helps you maintain energy levels. Mm, okay. So that's why you might feel like after, you know, 16, 18 hours of fasting, all of a sudden you're a little ramped up. Yeah, you know, exactly. Yeah, I really do. Like it, it makes a big, because before when I wasn't doing that, when I did eat breakfast, I felt kind of like I was dragging myself through it. Like and you I wanted I, to go back to sleep. Yeah, I just <laughs> want to go back to bed. But, but I'm finding that it's really working well for me on the, on the, on the strength and energy part side of the equation for sure. So I just wanted to chat to you a little bit about sort of the benefits of intermittent fasting. Um, there's some of the things that I'm aware of, and maybe you can elaborate on, on some of these. Uh, well, one of them is that you're just mentioning it does lower your blood sugar levels. Um, so when you're, when you're in this intermittent fasting stage, because I haven't eaten carbohydrates or, or, or any uh, sugars in the form of, of uh, starches or fruits and things, like my body isn't actually using glucose for energy, is it? It's actually using to burning fat to provide energy well it depends uh it depends on which stage you're at it doesn't uh decrease blood sugar it'll actually de decrease insulin oh okay and so, your so you're less insulin sensitive at yeah. that point like you're if the insulin's lower then you would say that you're less insulin sensitive well when insulin is less present then your body will use uh, certain other mechanisms to provide energy so like uh for example it'll start by taking amino acids and through a process called gluconeogenesis, it'll convert that those amino acids into usable glucose. Oh, okay. So, so that your blood sugar level technically isn't down. Oh, okay. It's just being replaced by it's being kept up there for mm -hmm. energy mm -hmm. using other processes. Oh, I see. Okay, that makes so, sense. Yeah, yeah. And is there is there a like, can you explain a little bit about uh, uh, ketogenesis and and burning fat and so on? How does in, how does intermittent fasting affect that process of your body utilizing fat for energy? Does that happen when you're actually exerting your body and working out, or is that something that happens after? Uh, well, it depends depends obviously on how like how lean somebody is. There's a lot of factors at play, but mm -hmm. for the most part, uh, you could expect after like if you're lean enough, uh, you know, you could reach ketosis you know, within maybe 24 hours, 18 to 24 hours. Mm -hmm. um, if, say, if you're a little, little heavier, it may take a little, little bit longer. But uh, the process of ketogenesis is mm -hmm. basically uh, just uh, your body taking fat and converting it into into usable okay. glucose okay oh okay so, i see okay that makes sense so would you say that intermittent fasting can help promote weight loss then absolutely yeah, yeah. and that's for that reason it, yeah yeah intermittent fasting can create a lot of weight loss like for example i just finished uh, a six-week program with uh some some people at the gym um, yeah i remember you telling me that can you explain what that that program was and then what the outcome was for your your clients yeah. so the program was uh, boxing classes and strength classes which we offer at the gym um and then we provided uh, everybody with uh, a meal plan and with uh, some fasting protocols mm -hmm. it was a uh, six hour feeding window with an 18 hour fasting window mm -hmm. every day uh, every day okay yeah every day and um some of the the people that lost the most weight was like we had eric a guy at the gym who lost 35 pounds in in six weeks in six weeks Whoa. and 10 percent <laughs> body fat 
Holy smoke, that's amazing. Which is super amazing, and that's yeah. that's just on intermittent fasting. If, and can know. I just ask, was yeah. he already a? Was he? What would his fitness level have been when he started? Like, was he? Was he just moderately overweight? More uh, overweight than? No, than, like he was. He was. He was moderate to highly overweight. Like he. He was two thirty five when he started, mm-hmm. uh, and then by the end of the six week program, he hit two hundred. Wow, so that was that's like so huge. Impressive. I know. Yeah, it was pretty awesome. Okay. I've been intermittent fasting on that 16 off, 8 on eating uh, for p- almost two years now. And and it's not a diet. Like, it's just a change in attitude and lifestyle for me. Like, it, 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 any, any dieting where you have to count calories, or I remember using that that app where you keep track of what you're eating yeah, all day yeah, and it was like worst. oh god it's oh, the worst yeah. thing ever I know. and and you're still only sort of guessing or estimating the the amount of calories in what you just ate and you're not admitting to half of the things you ate and or forgetting to put it in so that that whole idea of dieting is just it it seems like it's a recipe for failure for most people but i'm finding the intermittent fasting is just awesome because you're you're not like I don't count calories at all, and uh, it, it really is important to to let our listeners know that 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 eight hour eating window isn't a, an invitation to eat whatever you like for eight hours. <laughs> it's really important that they understand that you're going to be eating whole foods, healthy foods, foods you've made from scratch, and and not eating rubbish and and uh, fast foods and that sort of thing. So, could you maybe share a little bit about what sort of a diet or not diet, but what sort of nutrition or meal planning you did for the, your group of people? Uh, you're exactly right. Like you, you know, although you're fasting throughout the day and uh, you're only keeping to like an eight hour window, it doesn't mean you can eat whatever you want in that window. There's still things that you have to con- consider like, you know, type two diabetes. <laughs> that doesn't, yeah. you know, those, those things are serious and they come from eating too much sugar. So you do still need to like follow a healthy lifestyle while you're eating right Mm -hmm. so uh for for my group it was whole foods no grains uh so the carbohydrates mostly were coming from like sweet potatoes plantains the odd like legume here and there but uh so mostly would it be uh lean protein i I know i know you're you're a meat eater as i am (laughs) not Um, so much lean protein though (laughs) oh not lean protein i think sorry yeah you're right about that it's not (laughs) lean protein it's it's protein from in our case we do eat meat source protein but you could do it as a vegetarian as well and uh and perhaps eating more healthy oils especially if you're a vegetarian um and then good veg section of vegetables moderate fruit like because fruit fruit really is candy as far as i'm concerned like the the conversion of fruit to sugar is is profound and so i never look at fruit as being as being totally healthy i use it as a as a treat uh, now and then and and i i tend to look at it as candy because of the amount of sugar that's in fruit you know it is sugar um the thing that separates it from regular sugar Mm -hmm. is that it is it's bind with fiber Mm -hmm. so it does release a lot slower into your bloodstream right yeah. making it i have to tell you that what i'm doing because it, it may seem sort of street but i reverse juice when instead of make i don't ever drink fruit juice i would never okay. drink fruit yeah juice. i know but i do reverse juice so i use my juicer and i juice my fruit and i throw the juice so well, i don't give it away to whoever else wants to drink it and i eat the fiber that comes out oh really yeah so i think i yeah because it's cool. it's it's actually really good for you and it's the juice part that has is all the sugar in it so you can still get a lot of the benefit and nutrition 
nutrition and vitamin C and all the other nutrients from fruit by reverse juicing, <laughs> which oh, I great. thought was kind of weird, but I've been doing nice. that and, it, and it's uh, it's quite cool actually. I've never heard of reverse juicing. Yeah, That's... it is a concept. Uh, yeah. the, the, where I learned it from was uh, Dr. Stephen Gundry, the Plant Paradox y- Diet. Yeah, yeah. You, you've talked about yeah, him. Yeah, he's a bit. so cool. Like this, all his research and all the things he's done on food and uh, and lectin and so on is just fascinating. So I started trying that uh, recently, and it's really cool. Kind of a neat and, concept. And so, according to him, the lectin isn't left in that. That's right. In yeah, the fiber yeah, part, yeah. no. Uh, and no, that's right. Wow. Yeah, yeah. So the juice, the, if you ju- reverse juice your fruits, you you avoid that whole issue with the lectin. So another aspect of intermittent fasting that's uh, good for you is is that it it lowers the level of inflammation in the body. Yeah, and according to Dr. Jason Fung, it also helps reduce uh, the onset of Alzheimer's. Yes, yeah, actually, well. I, I did hear about that as well. It was brain health that was talking about. Yeah, it says yeah. It, it enhances cognitive function and protects against uh, changing in memory and learning functions compared to control groups when they were doing research on that, which was another interesting fact about it. The heart health as well is an important thing as well because it. Uh, I've read several re- uh studies that showed that it reduced the cholesterol and triglycerides in your body and Mm -hmm. increased the good HDL cholesterol. So it can have, it takes a lot of the stress or burden off the heart as well. And, um, I know there was a test that you can refer to in our, our notes here that uh, they did a test on rats and they were fasted. Uh, ev- they were fasting rats every other day when they had if, when they were subjected to heart attacks. They were sixty percent, sixty six percent more likely to survive the heart attack than someone who hadn't been fasting. Wow. So there's a lot of interesting yeah, research stuff. on on heart health as well. So Ryan, the, the, you talked about a few different kinds of fasts that you've been doing. I'm still with the the eight hour eating and 16 hour off one right now and, which, and find that's which we pretty can, good. Um, we can change, right? Yeah. Can, <laughs> yeah, I know. We are going to probably going to make me change them and, <laughs> and mix it up a little bit. But some of the fasting other methods I've heard about are, um, there's alternate days. So you can fast one day and then, and then eat the next, eat the next day. Yeah. yeah. And then yeah. I've heard about the warrior diet, which is, um, fruit and vegetables during the day. And then one large meal at night. That one, I'm not, I wouldn't be an advocate of that one no. just because, again, just touching back on the insulin, th- the whole insulin thing. Yeah. That would raise insulin during the day. Actually, that's right? true, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So I wouldn't I wouldn't be a big fan of that. That's what confuses me when I've read about fasting is they talk, call it fasting, but in some of these, they're still either eating still, small amounts, eating, like, few yeah. ca- like 500 calories a day, or they're eating something, like they're eating bone broth or yeah. uh, or vegetable juices uh-huh. or th- other things. Like it, Somehow it doesn't seem logical to me that you would call that fasting be- if you're eating For other sure. things that your body still has to digest and process. Yeah, that's a, that's a great point, and that's kind of where where I part ways with a lot of the people advocating fasting, and and that's where I'm more on the side of Jason, J- Doctor Jason Fung. Like he's he's a huge advocate of just water fasts. Okay, can you tell us a bit more about you mentioned Jason earlier? Um, who is Doctor Jason Jung, and have you has he got books or anything that our listeners can look uh, up and yeah, read he has about? a great book that I've read. It's called The Complete Guide uh, to Fasting. It's, done with uh, Dr. Jason Fung and Jimmy Moore. 
mm-hmm. uh, contributed to it as well. That's a good starting place oh, for a, people who want to get into fasting and learn more about it. It's a good starting and ending place, to okay. be honest. Like, <laughs> okay. it's, yeah, he's, yeah, he's incredible. So for you, you were saying earlier that you, you don't necessarily just stick with a certain type of fasting protocol. You mix it up a little bit. I know uh, a few weeks ago you were telling me you were on a like a one meal a day fast so that you would have been just drinking water for that whole period and then just eating over a one or two hour period once a day. Yeah, that's and, and you exactly. did that for quite a long time, didn't you? Like, was that a fairly long period that you did that? Or yeah, I've been doing that for, I'd say about six months, and then but then uh, on the other side, I've I've been throwing in uh, the odd like forty eight hour fast and the odd seventy six seventy two to seventy six hour fast as well. Wow. Um, How do you feel? Like, well, given that you're you're doing a fasting of sorts every day, when you do these prolonged fasts for seventy two hours, do you find that you feel weakened or or low energy or all. no more power energy. left for more, you? More your energy, boxing? more focus. In fact, that on that one seventy six hour fast that I did on the last hour of that fast, like hour seventy four seventy five, um, I sparred ten ten rounds in the gym. So. Wow. It was and no feeling like of lack tons of energy. Of, tons <laughs> of energy. So in 2010, when I started intermittent fasting, I was doing coffee in the morning. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, even during that time, I was experiencing a lot of the, the benefits of intermittent fasting, but I still kind of had that need for coffee. Yeah. You know, yeah. I had that dependence mm-hmm. on coffee. And uh, now, like, now that I've cut out coffee and I've gone to just like straight up fasting. It's amazing. You can breeze through the morning. Yeah. Like I don't, you wake up, like I just wake up, like I just wake up instantly. Like there's no grogginess. There's no No. having to wind up or get going. Like I wake up. I don't even set an alarm. No, me either. I mean, (laughs) I'm late a lot, but. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's the reason. Okay. (laughs) Uh, One thing, Ryan, I just wanted to mention uh, about intermittent fasting uh, for women, uh, because I'm I'm an older woman. I'm in over 60 years old, so I don't have the issues no, really much not. with. Yes, I am. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't look it now because of all the great work you've done with me <laughs> and the intermittent fasting. Huge anti-aging. Uh, yeah, it is. I've we read didn't that even talk too. About that. We didn't actually. Yeah. You're right. There is an anti-aging aspect so, to yeah, it as well. That's from uh, HGH, the extra human growth hormone. Yes. That's being. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. By so, your body, so I'll soon I'll look like I'm 20 years old, right? Yeah. If I keep this up. Well, it's, <laughs> it's, it's called the reverse aging diet. It, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That would catch a lot of attention. <laughs> but for women who are younger women that are still ha- hormonal, um, intermittent fasting can be a bit of a challenge for them because, um, your body, when you're, when you're in fasting mode, thinks it's starving. And even though you're not as pregnant as a female, your body is always in the mode of trying to protect the f- the potential fetus that might come. Mm-hmm. So it fasting can really uh, affect women differently. So animal studies have suggested that, that intermittent fasting can throw women into a, a hormonal ba- out of hormonal balance and cause actual fertility problems and can exacerbate eating disorders like bulimia and anorexia and binge eating and so on. So it's something you have to be really aware of if you're a woman, a younger woman. So if you're going to do intermittent fasting, it's it's not something that you shouldn't do. But as a mm. woman, you should be aware of that issue. And it's suggested that um, you're better to fast like for two to three non-consecutive 
consecutive days. So you might fast on, say, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, and don't fast like every single day. And fast for like the 12 to 16 hour fast is good. And then then eat that window and then maybe do a normal eat the next day and so on. Like don't Mm -hmm. do a continuous fast day after day. And then on the days you're fasting, you should not be doing as much high uh, energy workouts like doing yoga or some easy cardio. And then if you're going to do like weightlifting and high, high intensity interval training, things like that, you would do that on the days that you're eating. And then after a couple of weeks and drinking lots of water, then after a couple of weeks, you could maybe add one more day. So if you're fasting two days, you could go for three and you might go as high as four but there is a lot of suggestion out there that a recommendation that you don't necessarily go full intermittent fasting because it can it can really affect young women uh, it, very much differently than men or older women so it's just something to be aware of while we're on that um, precautions I just wanted to, to continue for a moment and just mention to people that you know Ryan and I are just talking about our own knowledge and our own personal experiences here you know intermittent fasting has a ton of benefits and can be uh, very very amazing changes in your life from doing so but it's not necessarily right for everyone so the people I'd like to sort of call out to to be careful are people that already have low blood sugar problems uh, and if you have yep. eating disorders like i just mentioned you need sure, to be careful because definitely, cause you definitely can, people with an eating disorder because yeah. they would be more most likely they would be underweight or malnourished yes exactly um, yeah so they yeah definitely want to avoid and of that. course if you're sick in some way you need to be aware that this may not be right for you and pregnant women who and women with definitely, hormonal yeah, issues definitely pregnant women and right Women who are breastfeeding. Mm-hmm. And uh, people with gallstone disease or thyroid issues as well, because uh, it, intermittent fasting can affect the hormone levels uh, with people that are dealing with thyroid issues. And uh, and gallstone problems can be increased by intermittent fasting as well. So I just wanted to stress that you, you need to be, uh, you know, in a, a, a decent level of health to take on intermittent fasting. Yeah, talk to your doctor before you... Decide to take it on. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Dr. Jason Fung recommends that if you're under the age of 18, you shouldn't really be fasting because you need as many nutrients, micronutrients, macronutrients as possible to, to keep growing. So just so our listeners uh, know you're not just full of it, um, <laughs> uh, you, you've been intermittent fasting. How is, uh, for, your, for your height, is your body weight optimized in your opinion? And what is your... your, your uh, the body fat percentage. My body fat, <laughs> last I checked, it was like, which was a week and a half ago, maybe. Uh, it was 12%. So, I can't <laughs> I even aspire to that. <laughs> well, it wouldn't be healthy well, for you. Though, no, no, I a, guess not being, yes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but wow, that's impressive. Yeah, I understand too. Are you currently fasting right now? Uh, yes. How, how long am, have you been fasting? Uh, <laughs> well, it's, I guess I finished... My meal last night at eight or eight o'clock, eight p.m. So okay. twelve, sixteen hours. Is that right? Yeah, sounds about right. Sounds okay. about right. <laughs> All right. You look like you okay. got something. What's that? Something uh, nice and fatty a, there. Lots yeah, it's of a oil. decaf latte. It's got some milk in there. Okay. So I'm gonna break my fast. Okay, let's let's do that now. Then. Oh, oh, there he goes. Some, He's on his fast. <laughs> it's official. 
<laughs> That's awesome. So if you want to kickstart your fat burning and weight loss while also reaping the benefits of feeling well and, and overall improved wellness, intermittent fasting may be for you. Uh, if you want to benefit from improved heart health, reduce inflammation, protect your brain, regulate your blood sugar, and appear years younger, intermittent fasting may be for you. There's lots of intermittent fasting regimes you can follow with lots of variations to fit any light lifestyle. It's really important to start out slowly and plan smart. And um, you, as I say, I think, as you said, Ryan, the easiest yep. one to start with is that, is that, is that 18, eight, 16, yeah, yep. 16, sorry, eight uh, hour one. Um, so then you, you just, the easiest way to start that is to just not eat breakfast in the morning and yeah. wait until 10 or 11 or even 12. Which till you is eat. And then, absolutely, and which then is ideal because your body's producing the most amount of HGH yep. while you sleep. So oh, human okay. growth hormone. Ah, nice. So you Good, actually yeah. keep it going throughout the morning. So ah, you reap the benefits of that, I didn't that, know that increased HGH throughout yes. the morning. And then when you break your fast at, say, noon, mm -hmm. then your body wouldn't be producing as much, right? Right, so. right. If you feel like you're a breakfast person and you wanted to do your eight-hour window in the morning, like a breakfast and a lunch, I feel like that's a lot more difficult to maintain just because you may end up going to bed hungry at night, for mm -hmm. example. So I really feel like this uh, skipping the breakfast and doing the lunch Seems uh, to dinner be the thing is probably the easiest one at, at least, least to for start me, with. Yeah. yeah, at least for me and a lot of the, the members at the gym. Yeah. yeah. And then just a reminder that uh, when you do eat, you're eating wholesome nutritional food that's yes. going to give you a good balance of nutrients. Real food. Real food. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And in your case, you know, you're trying to, because of you being a boxer and trainer, you, you're having to consume a lot of calories in, in one small time of, of window there yeah, as well, especially if you're eating once, like trying to consume 4,000 calories in one sitting. Must it's be a feast. A I, I try for like... <laughs> Usually over like 26, 2700 calories. I'll really? try for a little bit more mm -hmm. sometimes, but it's wow. tough. <laughs> yeah, it can be, yes. Yeah. yeah. Intermittent fasting may not be good for everyone, particularly if you're suffering with certain health conditions, but for many people, it can be a great addition to an otherwise healthy lifestyle. So that's it for another episode of Dead Set on Living. I'd like to thank you, Ryan, for coming in and joining me today and sharing all your experience about intermittent fasting with us. Thank you. If you want more information on what was talked about on today's show, you can head over to the show page at deadsetonliving.com. Be sure to subscribe to the Dead Set on Living podcast on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts from. That way you'll always be up to date whenever a new episode is released. As a listener, you are vital to the success of our show. By leaving a rating and review, you'll help us reach more people and continue to put out kick-ass content. Also, every time you leave a rating or review, a fairy in the forest will get its wings. But seriously, what you think is important to us and to the growth of our show. Until next time, live life and be well.